0: Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you.
1: Welcome to another edition of Student Ministry Matters. I'm Dan Carson, host and director of Student Ministry Matters. Thanks for connecting with us as we continue the conversation about student ministry. On today's podcast, I'll be talking with Angela Rice and Jonathan Montgomery about helping students experience missions. Angela and Jonathan recently presented a breakout session called Go with VSM at the free online SOAR 2020 conference. Now, if this is your first time to tune in, let me encourage you to go back and listen to some of our other podcasts as well. In Episode 4, Micah, Chris and I talked about encouraging students to go on mission, and I'm excited to continue that conversation today with Angela and Jonathan. Angela serves on the missions team of the BMA of America, As their coordinator of short-term missions, Angela is passionate about mobilizing local church members uh, to use their gifts and abilities to impact the world for Christ through short-term mission trips. Through Angela's ministry, hundreds of students and adults have been trained to share the love of Christ and have taken that love to the nations of the world. Angela has traveled the world sharing Christ through BMA missions and is a frequent public speaker. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from University of Central Arkansas and served as public school Teacher for 16 years before joining the staff of the missions office. She and her husband, Philip, live in Conway, Arkansas and have been married for 30 years. They have two daughters, Emily and Mary Beth. In her spare time, Angela enjoys reading, meeting new people, and crafts with friends. Now, Jonathan Montgomery serves as student pastor of First Baptist Church, Taylor, Arkansas. He served in a variety of roles over 20 years of ministry, but has primarily been a student pastor. Jonathan is passionate about missions and has worked to build a missions focus within his student ministry. He's led numerous mission trips across the country and throughout the world. He assists VSM with training and equipping team leaders to be prepared to take missions mission students to the nations. In addition to the ministry at First Baptist, he serves on the missionary care team, as they minister to BMA missionaries around the world. Jonathan is married to Mandy and has two boys, Max and Ben. Welcome to the podcast, guys.
2: Thank you so much, Dan. We're excited to be here.
1: Uh, Yes, Dan, thanks. We are looking forward to the conversation today. I've loved doing the SOAR 2020 interviews. While you had the opportunity to speak to students through the videos, now you have an opportunity to speak to student ministry workers. That's what this podcast is all about, helping full-time, part-time, bivocational, and volunteer student ministry workers impact the next generation for Jesus. Now, Each time I record with Micah Powell and Chris Vines, we try to have a random question of the week to help our listeners get to know us a little bit better. The question this week won't be too random, but I still want to give our listeners something to think about and get to know you a little bit beyond ministry, so I'll make this an easy one what is your favorite movie? Angela?
2: Hey, my favorite movie, well, I have several. It, you can find them on the Hallmark channel, and right now they are playing the Christmas in July movies, and I really especially like those.
1: Well, one of my good buddies, he is a, a pastor, and I'm, I'll keep his name hidden for his own safety. Uh, he loves those Hallmark movies. That's his little, <laughs> he'll spend time watching those things. Um, but yeah, they're they're great. They're They're a bit on the cheesy side, but my wife loves them too. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan, how about you?
3: Well, our family is a big Disney family, and so anything Disney is Ah. something we'll we'll tune into. But uh, probably the best uh, series of movies we've ever loved is uh, the Toy Story franchise. So anything Toy Story related, we're going to be watching that uh, quite often in our house.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are fantastic. My son, his first movie was Toy Story 2. His room when he was a little guy was uh, Buzz Lightyear Green. Toy Story 3 just about killed me because it's when oh, that yeah. son went to college. And then Toy Story 4 just was, I was a total wreck. I mean, oh my goodness, it was it was bad. Um, but I love those things. They're great. Movies can be great. You know, I love seeing movies that motivate me to, to be something better than I am. So, you know, part of me is... I like the sports, the comeback, the second chances that you find in so many of those sports movies. They're a lot of fun. Now, before we get to our topic of helping students experience missions, let me ask you about your mission experiences. How many mission trips have you led and and what would you say has been your favorite mission trip experience? I know that may be hard because before we started recording, I I heard that you've been on a number of these things. Um, So, Jonathan, let's start with you on this one.
3: Well, yeah, it is definitely hard to pick a favorite, but I have uh, led over pr- over a dozen, probably I think it's close to 13 or 14 trips now, and that's wow. in state and, and out of the country as well. We've gone to China, we've gone to Nicaragua, we've gone to a lot of church plants here within the United States, but probably my favorite is Nicaragua. I've been there uh, six times, and it's neat because I think on one hand, missions is, is it great experience to be able to see new places and new churches and ministries around the world, but to be able to keep going back to the same place and same people and and continue to build relationships year after year, I think has really been probably the greatest blessing of of my mission experiences. So uh, definitely all the the trips to Nicaragua, my wife got to go with me on one and that was uh, definitely a highlight of a trip. And so uh, those Nicaragua trips are always have a special place in my heart.
1: That's what I've heard, especially from leaders as they go back to the same place. Uh, whether it's Romania uh, or whether it is Nicaragua, uh, just that's that's really great to hear. Angela, how about you? How many mission trips or let's go with just student mission trips have you led?
2: I have led about, I was trying to count them up, seven or eight <laughs> that I led um, on my own student mission trips. And then I assist with medical mission trips as well. Um, I would have to say, goodness, every trip brings about its own favorite parts or pe- right. or places that speak to you or your heart the most, but I would say probably my favorite mission trip was probably my first mission trip to Peru, uh, working with the Poolins. and that was because that's when God really started burning my heart for missions, and I was a school teacher, and I had no intentions of making a career out of bringing people to the mission field at that point, but God just started leading me down a path. Um, where I fell in love with missions and wanted to know our missionaries better. And that year, I actually signed up to go with my daughter because I was that parent that was not going to send my kid with somebody I didn't know across the world. And so it was also something that I had wanted to do as well. So we went together that year and just seeing my kids on mission kind of changed my life.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine um, both of my children have been on mission trips, and I've only been on mission trips in the States myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I got to imagine there's a special place for that first one and seeing your own kids there. Well, missions is moving beyond ourselves. It is thinking about others more than us. And with that in mind, let's hop into our topic. Ultimately, we want to talk about how we can help our students experience missions now, along the way today, we want to hear from Angela and Jonathan's heart, and I believe that's what we'll we'll see. It's clear that missions is important to you. Jonathan, as a student pastor and mission advocate, let's label it that, what would you say to a student about their need to go on a short-term mission trip?
3: Well, without a doubt, I tell all of my students they need to go on a trip. I just think that um, being able to serve on a mission trip is an experience you'll never forget. Of course, I have some students that they're not— ex- really thrilled about the idea of leaving the country, and so we do give many opportunities in-state where they don't have to necessarily fly or, or travel like that, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely I think whether it's an in-state or out-of-state trip, I think that that's something that every student should experience, and, and one reason why I think students should go is, you know, we love our students to death, but if we're honest, you know, our students are, are more naturally selfish. Uh, they think about themselves and that uh, the church is for them and youth ministries for them, and so I think no other experience unlike missions really gets you out of your focus upon yourself and focus it upon others. You get out of your comfort zone, you get out of things that are familiar to you. You really you know, have to serve and have to help and have to minister. And so that's why I think that missions is so important for students to experience. It's an important part of their faith journey to be able to go and to see oh, yeah. and, to, and to witness those things that, that happen on a mission trip. And and I mean, for myself, the bonding that happens on a mission trip is unlike anything else that Did you get to experience with other Christians? So there's so many great reasons why I think students should go. And if they ask me if if they need to go, I mean, there's no question. They know what my answer is, that that definitely you need to go on a trip.
1: One of the the neat things that I experienced as I served as the youth and worship pastor at Temple Baptist Church in Rogers is that there was a culture in place of people who wanted to go on mission. That first year, I came in summer of 2007, and the summer of 2008, they sent— Seven or eight different people on mission trips. Wow! Woo-hoo! Between leaders, yeah, it was. Right. <laughs> now it wasn't. It wasn't me. They were already in, <laughs> in, in motion to make that happen. And uh, but just to know what was going on there, and so the years that followed, people would go on a mission trip, and they would see how God would work in different parts of the world. There was Africa. There was Chicago. There was a Romania trip. Um, I mean, it was just. It was phenomenal to see that happen. And so it became the norm. And in my mind, I be- had this idea, this concept that every student needs to go on a mission trip before they leave student ministry, if at all possible. So Angela, what would you have to add to what Jonathan shared about talking to a student, saying to them, you need to go on a short-term mission trip?
2: Well, I definitely agree. It would be amazing if every student could do some type of mission trip before um, they leave home. Uh, it just changes your perspective on so many things. Um, on our first mission trip, my daughter and I, one thing that really came up to me and, and her as well is that we do not do missions every day. And one of our mm-hmm. missionaries asked me specifically, how are you a missionary in your hometown?" And at the time, I had just moved back to Conway from Texas, and I got to thinking about that, and um, I really got to thinking about it, and um, so it really, it really pushed us the next year to get involved with some things locally in our hometown. It, it showed me that everyone is called to missions, not just the missionaries. So if you are saved. You are called and you are commanded through the Great Commission to go, and you need to be going wherever you are. And so that was the first thing that I really learned on the mission field um, that I thought I was going to serve everyone else. God was using that to help me learn to be a better missionary where I am. And I think if I would have learned those things early on in life, then. you know, who knows how that would have changed. I also think that through short-term missions, it creates lifelong mission supporters. So, oh, yeah, um, you know, once you get a perspective when you're young about what it's like to be on the mission field, what a missionary's job is when they are there and how they go about um, bringing people to Christ and discipleship and those things. And um, when you have that perspective, it, it does allow you to fall in love with a, a different country a different culture and um, also you know God uses those short-term mission trips to to um, call long-term missionaries and yeah. yeah and many many of the people that are serving on the field today may not have gone on a trip with us through VSM but if you ask them, What made you start wanting or thinking about going on the mission field? They're going to say, back when I was a few years ago, whatever, I went on a short-term trip and God started working in my life. We have many missionaries that will testify to that today.
1: Well, I I think about my own son. He went on two VSM trips, short-term mission trips uh, to Romania. Mm -hmm. This past spring break, or what would have been spring break except for COVID-19, he was scheduled to go on a trip a mission trip to Poland with his uh, group at Washita Baptist University. He was so committed to that that he had paid for 90% of his own trip. He was just committed to that idea because he knew missions was important. And that commitment happened earlier when he experienced a short-term mission trip. And so it's it's a great thing. A short-term mission trip can be a powerful, powerful thing and, and provide powerful moments in a student's life. How would you respond, though, to those that aren't a fan of the process and and insist that there is work to be done here in our own communities and country, so why send a student to another part of the world? Angela, what would be your response to that type of question?
2: Um, I would say that's absolutely true. You know, I I go back to we need to teach our kids that they need to be on mission for God Mm -hmm. here. They need to be on mission first, but even before they go, they need to be on mission here. And um, I think that there are people who may not want to go through the process. I still think that the rewards and the benefits greatly outweigh the work that has to be done to get there. So I would I would highly encourage them find a partner. I've encouraged some, not youth pastors to do this themselves, but find somebody in the church that will partner with that child to work with them on the different things, on their fundraising, on their preparation to get them ready Uh to go. Um, I know that youth pastors can't do that for everyone, but there will be somebody in your church that if you ask them to support that child and to help guide them through that process, I know somebody would step up and do that.
1: That's a fantastic tip, um, especially as a youth pastor. <laughs> uh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, why didn't I think of that before? Because <laughs> I always had to be the advocate, right. which, and I was always happy to be. Uh, but if you could get somebody else in the church, pull them into that ministry, mm-hmm. uh, that affects them in that process as well. So, well, Jonathan, what would you share with that parent, pastor, or friend that's questioning the need to send a student to another part of the world?
3: Well, it's often easier to get a student to say yes and excited about missions. It is a whole different story to get a parent on board with the idea. And I've had many yeah. uh, experiences with parents who were very cautious, hesitant uh, to send their kid, you know, with us on a trip. And so you have to be very careful with that. One thing I always say is that, you know, obviously it's, the, it's a parent um, who ultimately gets to make that call in their kid's life, especially if they're you know still at home. And so... Be respectful to them and their wishes. I mean, if they ask questions that seem silly or dumb, you know, you that's their question. That's their honest question, you know, to want to know what's best. And so be respectful mm-hmm. in your yeah. answers and, and honest with them. You know, I've had to really be, a, as an advocate of missions, really, you know, push maybe sometimes too hard at a parent to really get their permission to let their kid to go. And so I always have to remind myself, you know, be respectful, be, be listening to the parent, but also, you know, try to, again, help help them to realize that, you know, their student feels a calling to be able to go. They feel like that this is something God wants them to, to do. And so, you know, whatever you can do to help make their mind be at ease to be able to support them, you know, ultimately do that. But at the end of the day, if if a parent says no, you know, they say no and you have to, you know, make right. sure the student respects that as well and, and honors that and don't try to become in between the student and the parent in that situation. But man, it, it can be hard. It can be a challenge to convince a parent uh, to get on board with that. And and lots of adults, they are are hesitant with the idea of, you know, sending a teenager, you know, to another country. But I think if we look at the history of missions and the history of the church, I mean, young people have been the ones with the most passion to, to see the gospel spread and we don't need to mm. do anything to hinder that fire, that spirit that's within them to want to go and to do uh, the impossible. And so, um, but just be an encourager, but be respectful too uh, to other people's thoughts and wishes in it.
1: It's a tough area. Well, Angela and Jonathan are both heavily involved with the program that we refer to as VSM. We've talked about it, um, and we've used those letters. uh, But to help our listeners understand what we're referring to, Angela, would you mind sharing what VSM is?
2: (laughs) Yes, VSM stands for Volunteer Student Missions, and on our website, we we say that we do three things. We first help students take the message of Jesus Christ to the nations. We allow students the opportunity to experience a new culture. And the third thing, which I feel like is really the most important thing that we do, is we teach students to have a Great Commission view of Christianity.
1: Uh, VSM over the years has looked A little different at different times. Uh, There was a point where it was an all-summer thing. Um, Some of our missionaries and former missionaries even uh, within our our group of churches went for those summer-long activities, and that's still a possibility, I believe, um, that you've shared with me, Angela. Uh, But for most, these are, what, 10 to 14 days?
2: Yes, it's usually anywhere from seven sometimes to 14 days. A couple have gone a little over that, but um, we do have people that want to go and stay longer after they've gone on some shorter trips. They may want to go and experience a summer mission trip, and we will coordinate those for you as well. Um, just reach out to us, and be, we'd be, glad, be uh, glad to contact some uh, missionaries and, and get you plugged in.
1: It's it's a powerful program. They've spent a lot of time developing it over the years, so I think that they've worked out a lot of the kinks. And so it, it's been great to see how impactful it is. Angela, I'm going to ask you this next question, and so I just want you to be thinking about it as I say it. Let's say that I'm a parent, which I am, Mm -hmm. and my student comes to me and says, Dad, I want to go on a short-term mission trip out of the country. And to be honest, I've heard those words more than once. (laughs) My son went to Romania twice. My daughter went to Peru once and has another trip coming up, hopefully, next summer. While I was looking forward to hearing my kids come to me with that, there are parents that are not as excited about sending their children halfway around the world or even just across country to a North American Missions Point. What can we say to parents to ease their concerns and help them get on board with the idea? Angela, why don't you share?
2: I would say, first of all, um, ask them to pray about about this uh, concern and this calling from their children and really really talk to them, maybe even visit with their pastor and youth pastor about what that looks like. I would also encourage parents who are um, a little concerned to maybe join in on that that experience with their child. That's what I did, and um, and really, and I I do talk to parents. I've had lots of parents. I've had parents come in with their child and sit down in my office, and we go through the different options. We'll talk about the different ministries. We talk about the different missionaries, the cost, and it's easy for me to tell parents how to send their kids because I've, I've sent my own. I've gone with them on several and I've sent them on their own on several. So I, I love it. I think it's been the best thing that has ever happened to my girls. And I've also encouraged them. At first we went back to the same place uh, repeatedly, but I wanted them to see other missionaries as well and mission points and the way uh, different missionaries do ministry a little differently. So I also encouraged them to go to other pra- places and expand their view of missions.
1: Well, I think that that's one of the best things that uh, the VSM program has going for it. And really, for our listeners' sake, if if you're listening to this and you have students that are wanting to go on a mission trip, ask all the good, the good questions. Ask all the bad questions. You know, ask all those questions of whatever the organization is. Um, we highly recommend VSM program, uh, but there are other places out there, other ways to go on mission. But just make sure that you as a youth pastor, as a parent that you're asking as many questions as possible. You don't want to go into this uh, without knowing as much as you can. Ultimately, God's the one who's in control when your student is halfway across the country or halfway around the world, but we can go into it as prepared as possible. Well, now we, we know that missions really begins at home as we pray and begin to prepare our hearts to serve wherever. Uh, Jonathan, in the breakout session, you shared a great quote, put your yes on the table and let God put it on the map. I love that. Our students, yes, may mean that they stay at home for the summer like so many did uh, this summer. They were ready to go on mission trips, but guess what? Pandemic hit and they didn't get to go. So let me ask an important question for our listeners. How do we help our students be intentionally missional in our own communities? Jonathan, what can you share with us in this area?
3: Well, I think it's important uh, for us to always try to develop ideas that make our students think of ways that they can reach, you know, their friends, their classmates. One thing I always do with every trip is I ask the question, what's something that you did or experienced on this trip that you can immediately do when you get home? Mm, You know, how can you do this in your community? How can you do this at your school? You know, whether it's as simple as, you know, one trip, we we knocked on doors and left door hangers. We passed out bottles of water just as an act of love and of kindness uh, to people in the community. And so I always, challenge them, you know, what's something that you did on this trip that you know would immediately could fit in the context of of where we live and the people that surround us? And then also just to challenge them to, you know, what has God gifted you to do? You know, could you teach within the church? Could you lead a Bible study on your campus? Could you, you know, pray or encourage a, a student within the youth group? Or, you know, all these are, are missional things that they need to do and be involved in. But to really, you know, place themselves it's it's one thing to see a pastor or a missionary or a church planner do it, but all of us are called uh, to be missionaries, and so all of us, got to place us in our communities, in our church, in our schools for a reason. So encourage the students to really think outside of the box of how they can can minister around them. And as far as being more missional, you know, our church we make a point that we we highlight missionaries, we talk about their stories, we share about their prayer needs so that we can always be mindful what's going on in their lives and how to pray and how to encourage. We do fun and silly things along the way too, like eating crazy yucky food from around the world and, and uh, just things just to really open our minds, you know, expand our, our, our view of the world and to be willing to try new things and experience new things. And I think that's all really part of the missional experience uh, to get ourselves or get away from ourselves, to be able to to get out of our comfort zones and, and be willing to reach other people. And so, Anything you can do to really challenge a student to, to think of others rather than think of themselves and, and how they can best minister and serve their church, and their community is always helpful.
1: Angela, you mentioned that when you got back from a mission trip, you realized you weren't that missional in your own community. What were some of the things that you did to make changes there?
2: So initially, uh, my daughter and I started looking around town for different um, things we could get involved with, and uh, we worked with the Arkansas Dream Center. Uh, We started doing that on Saturday mornings. It's something both of my daughters and I uh, got involved with quickly, and we did that for uh, several months. And then um, the next year, a pastor, I was working in a different town, and a pastor was wanting to start an after-school program, and I had done that when I was in Texas, and so I was able to assist them for the next two years in starting that after-school program and serving with them um, in that way, and um, I love to help kids get connected to to the Bible and um, just help them do well in school, and so it was just a great, it was a great experience.
1: You know, one of the things is we get so locked into our church building, we get locked into the traditional let's go to Sunday school church and maybe we have Sunday night and Wednesday night and then we're done for the week and we that's we set aside our our faith for those moments. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jonathan, if we can get our students thinking outside of themselves and thinking about others, uh, man, the sky's the limit. You can just there are all sorts of volunteer organizations. I would encourage um, our listeners to really think about those those opportunities that are in your own community, but also think about how can I carry the gospel into those situations as well. Mm -hmm. It's one thing just to show love, but we want to take that step further. We want to tell them about Jesus. Well, being mission-minded and helping our students embrace that mindset, it's a big part of what it is to be in ministry, and I'm so thankful for your ministry in the Baptist Missionary Association of America Missions Office if someone is interested in, in going on a short-term mission trip with VSM or another of the BMA ministries, what resources are available to them? Angela?
2: So if you're interested in going on a trip, we have uh, volunteer student miss- missions, but we also have uh, a BMMI, which is Baptist Medical Missions International. And um, if you're like, lean in toward the medical field, that's a great way to plug in and um, also go and see what uh, medical things are available in other countries. So I would say just reach out to me and I can um, get you what you need. Talk to your pastor, your youth pastor. There'll be great resources in helping you know um, what God's calling you to do and, and how to lead you in that area.
1: Well, as, as the student pastor, because most of our, our listeners are student ministry workers. What resources are available uh, from the, the missions office to help if they want to take a group on a mission trip?
0: If
2: you want to do like a local church trip, is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, we had talked once in your office about, let's say we wanted to take a trip. We wanted to take a group over to one of our missionaries in a foreign right. field. Okay. Uh, but we didn't necessarily want to be under a VSM there were some things that you shared that the the missions office could do and could help with.
2: Right. I I help um, leaders coordinate their trips, whether it is a student trip or a BMMI trip, I can help you put together a plan, identify a mission that is looking to host a trip. Sometimes when you contact our missionaries and you say, Hey, can we come over and serve with you? They're always going to say yes, whether they have 15 other teams come in that summer or not, because you support them and they're not going to tell you no. But if you contact me and I contact them, they can tell me, Hey, I've got 15. It would be better if they go this, you know, and I can kind of guide you in the way you're going to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally good with helping set up mission trips Coordinate your airline tickets. Training is key, and I feel like that VSM does a phenomenal job with training. Um, and we are working on getting our um, training online as well. But it's very, very important that your people are trained, and you don't just go. Especially now, we 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 do have a security team that we work with that also has come in and done some training with us that things that we need to share with our churches. It also protects our missionaries when you go through the office because we will have you sign papers that liability purposes and things like that um, will train you. You'll also get the benefits of the security team that kind of oversees our missions. So if you do get in trouble or something comes up on your mission trip, that you will have access to our missions team. our our security team. If a church goes to visit a missionary in Peru, and we don't know they're there, and there's a problem that comes up, and they call our office, then we have to start from ground zero. Who is this? What church is this? Who are the people that are there? How do we get in contact with somebody who knows something? And we don't know anything, you know, so we can't immediately start working on the problem and how to get them help. We have to go back and look at things that we would know otherwise.
1: The, the One of the great things that I think is, especially for churches that are within our group, and if you're just looking for somebody to help step you through that process of being on the mission field and working with missionaries, um, Angela and her team there are just phenomenal. They just love and care about these missionaries, and they care about us, and that combination brings a great partnership. Well, I appreciate you both being on the podcast today. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you about some of the things that you shared about here today, or if they have other questions regarding student mission trips, uh, what would be the best way for them to reach out? Angela, Um, how would they do that?
2: Well, you can email me at Angela at BMAmissions.org, or you can call my cell phone number. It's 214-498-3041. Leave a message if I don't answer, and I will call you back. And if I don't call you back, you know, in the next day or two, call me again. Okay, so if, I, if I'm busy or if I'm traveling, um, I will call you back if I, if I, but if I don't, it's okay for you to call me again.
1: Well, Jonathan, um, you know, you're, you're a guy in the trenches uh, like so many that are listening to this podcast. You are a student pastor. You care about your students. You want the best for them. And you see that as, as many others do. You see that as needing to help them become missional in their their mindset, and so Jonathan, if somebody wanted to talk to you about getting some advice of how to implement some things within their church, or you know, just that that whole process, or having you come speak to them and talk to them, uh, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you?
3: Well, uh, you can ke- connect with me on Facebook Messenger, um, my cell number. If you want to send me a, a text or a call, it's 318-578-578. 0465, and I'd be glad to help uh, encourage you and answer your questions and support you as you uh, encourage your students to you know, reach the nations with the gospel.
1: You know what is amazing to me, and I just got to brag on these two right now, they have just given you cell phone numbers. They are committed to this idea of seeing students get on the mission field. They know the change that it can bring about in their lives. They, they love and care about the Lord's work. They love and care about student ministry, uh, Jonathan Angela. I uh, just thanks again for being with us as we've continued to discuss student ministry in the Lord's church. I pray that we will all be ready and have the attitude of the young lady who shared about um, the Angela when you said, "Put me in, Coach." Uh, you shared on that video. I want us to all be ready and put me in, Coach, and okay. help me to be ready for this. If you'd like to help lead a team or send students on a mission trip, reach out to these two. Uh, This is their heart, and this is their passion. Uh, Just keep investing in your students because student ministry matters.
0: Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.